Sifter for the ear. News, interviews, reviews, cinema, TV, streaming. Hi, y'all. This is Jerry Williams, a.k.a. TV Jerry, back from vacation. Bowtie Cinemas has reworked their under-17 admission policy. They'll now allow kids with parents to shows starting after 7.30 p.m. Here's the comment from Joe Masher, COO of Bowtie Cinemas. We've received overwhelmingly positive feedback for our age policy. However, our guests would like to be able to bring their families to shows after 7.30. With the number of family titles coming out, we've reacted to their requests and are now allowing each adult or guardian, over 21, to bring two children with them to any show. The adult or guardian must accompany the minors to the show and remain with them till the end. Meanwhile, in case you hadn't heard while I was away, Movieland's Criterion Cinema, which has been sitting dark since COVID, is being prepped to be sold for a restaurant or other venue. Despite this, Movieland continues to feature plenty of art and indie films in the big building. Oh, I was in line and I ran into Jerry Hall. And then I said, wait a minute, if Jerry Hall is here, and then I turned to the right and there was Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> and I introduced myself to Rupert Murdoch. That was Kevin Kravitz with one of many stories about meeting all kinds of celebrities from actors to musicians to comics. Since high school, Kevin has spent his entire life gathering photos and autographs from all manner of famous people and who relate some of the highlights in today's interview. Sifter Review of the Week Bupkis on Peacock Pete Davidson's reputation as a druggie and all-around slacker is well-established. His numerous girlfriends and other incidents have overshadowed his genuine abilities. This series, which he co-wrote with friends from his other work, examines the life of a somewhat real Pete, along with moments of absurdity to up the entertainment value. Actually, his maturing skills reminded me of an early Woody Allen, an awkward New York personality, with a sharp understanding of humor, storytelling, and cinematic style. Edie Falco and Bobby Cannavale provide solid support, with Joe Pesci as the grandfather, adding humorous insight and a welcome return to the screen. There's also a continuous parade of cameos with some very funny moments, including John Stewart, John Mulaney, Ray Romano, and Kenan Thompson. In grappling with all his foibles, Davidson demonstrates an ability that cuts through the comic clutter to unveil unexpected candor and depth, creating a funny but also sweet series. Promisingly, it ends in such a way that a second season seems inevitable. I gave Bupkis four out of five stars. Kevin Kravitz, do you remember the first time we ever met? Yes, I certainly do. I do too. Uh, when what, what do you remember about it? Uh, I saw you on television, but I, I was at a movie theater. I forget what the movie was I saw first, but the second was a, was a uh, preview of the movie Rocky. Does huh. that sound right? <laughs> uh, it was Famous. actually at the Ridge Cinema. And mm -hmm. I remember I was sitting there, and I don't know who I was with. I was talking to somebody, and maybe mm -hmm. the movie that came up, maybe the trailer was for Star Trek, because we mentioned, I said, mm -hmm. I can't remember the director. He did Sound and Music, and he did West Side Story. Who was the director? And you were sitting right in front of us, and mm -hmm. you turned around, and you said, Robert Wise. Robert Wise, yes. And that was the first time we ever spoke that I'm aware yes. of. So. And, we've, and, and, and we've had a friendship for many years, I guess it's the Star Trek movie. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. This, uh, this Kay Lazar, is that all just a, a fictional fantasy yes. that you created about yourself? It's, 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 uh, I, I never changed my real name. Uh, and, and when I uh, went to college, I was on the radio station and there were already three Kevins already there. And ah. I thought, well, might as well just change my name altogether. Then four years later, I was in Ireland on a radio station. And they thought that Kevin Kravis was a little too uh, Old Testament 
for Irish listeners. So I changed my name then to Colin Morrow. Wow, wow. I was Sandy Knight in, in college when I was at the VCU radio station. My name was Sandy Knight. It was nighttime. Nighttime with Sandy Knight. That's right. So, so the thing I know about you, besides the fact that you're obviously a serious movie buff, is that you also love to meet famous people and get your mug shot with them. Do you even know how many you have? No, because half the people don't know who half the people are. Well, of I'm course. A movie buff. You know, I have a picture on there uh, at the Biograph Theater, if you remember in the day, with Paul Bartell. Now, most people don't know who Paul Bartell is, but, right. but, but a lot of film buffs know who he is. <laughs> I know who Paul Bartell is. You know I who was. he is. I'm yeah. not sure, but yeah. Footnote. Paul Bartell was an actor best known for his 1982 comedy, Eating Raul. So since you <laughs> since you have this obsession with celebrities, who was the first one you met? And what do you remember about that? Well, you, you, when I was a kid, I actually was like five years old and I heckled from the audience at a Smothers Brothers concert. My dad took me to see it and oh, they great. actually answered back. Do you remember what you said or did you just a random? I was just five years old. Uh, I didn't know I was never at a concert before. And then they became very famous on television. This was, shows you how old I am. But then... Uh, actually meeting a celebrity i met buddy rich he came uh, he was a famous drummer for the tommy dorsey band and then he right. became a i saw him on the johnny carson show a lot and and he was very uh charming and everything and then and funny and then he came to my high school and where was that uh well i went to tucker high school jr oh, tucker, tucker here in richmond school, okay uh, in richmond yeah and uh, and then and then let me tell you something i you know i made a point uh through high school to uh the, i had a super eight camera you were very helpful in supporting me with you know my my ventures and everything now i would take film of concerts i'd meet people of famous people stuff and try to stick them into my movies so uh. people would yeah, give us some and there's i mean isaac stern the famous violinist appears in one of my movies uh who else uh, neil diamond people like that red skelton now what do you when you mean you Get, they appear. They didn't actually appear knowingly. You pulled something of them that you shot and put it in your movie. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But they were film I took, and uh, yeah. and I did meet them. And and what's kind of funny about it was was that I really got into making films, and they're all nice to me. And and what was weird was so many people didn't believe me. Oh, you're making that up. You know, I would get autographs. Oh, your dad signed that for you and stuff. And 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 so I once I had the film and the pictures and everything, people started believing me, and I like to think I was starting a trend because ever since then, people do selfies with celebrities. Uh, I got all the old school celebrities and I still see a few, but uh, for the most part, most of the people, like I don't see myself spending $300 to see Taylor Swift. Or <laughs> Well, you're right, because nowadays they do. Nowadays, if you want to do it, because I've done that like Randy Rainbow recently in Charlottesville yeah. and you had to pay extra money just to sign, you know, say hello and get an autograph. And I, I won't ever do that either. So I'll tell you something though about that. You're thinking, uh, I'm thinking maybe like the comic cons and stuff i i kind of eased up on that because recently i i found out that i was spending like maybe a hundred dollars or something in those days to see a broadway show and then waiting after the show to meet the people but now when you go to the comic con and maybe pay a hundred dollars you don't see the show but you do get it's guaranteed you're going to meet the people right right <laughs> so right. i uh, just this year i got to meet john cleese and uh and william shatner and so I wouldn't have gone to the Comic-Con for one of them, but I went to the Comic-Con for both of them. So what are some of the most interesting experience you've had trying to get somebody to give you a picture and or an autograph? But believe it or not, uh, it's, it's been very easy uh, for the most. They're usually very pleasant. I usually, uh, I'm usually prepared. I usually have the camera ready. I usually, basically all they have to do is turn their head and, and get the picture. <laughs> right. uh, autograph, actually, they have to stop everything and, and do something. 
But for a photograph, you know, they could do it on the way to their car. By virtue of the fact that everyone in those pictures are smiling and with me, uh, I've had no problem with anybody. I went to a Las Vegas show and I saw all these celebrities. I saw uh, Bruce Willis and I saw a lot of uh, uh, fighters, uh, a lot of athletes with the Tommy Lasorda was there. The craziest thing was that same day I saw Chevy Chase and he was the only one that was kind of uh, nasty and he was nasty to everyone. I found that he's nasty to, to, yeah. to the people he works with. The craziest thing was that he was with Mel Gibson and uh, famous who turned out to be famous anti-Semite. I also, before the uh, before the troubles, uh, I've met uh, that same day at the prize fight, uh, Buster Douglas and uh, Vander Holyfield. That same day I met O.J. Simpson. Wow. <laughs> and I met Bill Cosby, shook their hands. I met uh, uh, Mel Gibson and I- and, All the canceled and Chevy people. Chase. <laughs> All the terrible people, or turned out to be terrible people, and they were nice to me. So uh, I don't like to dwell too much on the people that uh, that uh, were mean to me. Like in real life, I don't like to dwell on those people. I, you know, I get pictures taken with everybody. Uh, all my friends, every once in a while, a picture of myself shows up by myself, and they say that's a weird picture. I've never seen Kevin pose by himself in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise guest drop in. Is this oh. the? Is this the place for Taylor Swift tickets? <laughs> it's funny. He just mentioned Taylor Swift a few minutes ago. <laughs> Footnote. Brett Raper is a retired e-learning designer, former host of the Bunny Hawkins show on Richmond Public Access Television, and a longtime friend of Kevin Kravitz. I used to do a show on cable access, which I'll be doing again in a couple of weeks, Wednesday nights at 7.30, but it'll be on the internet, so you don't have to watch it live. But Brent is, uh, you know, uh, has always been a part of my life, professional life, being uh, helping me with shows and everything. And we, yeah, we've been friends you know, for maybe 30 years or more. Yes. And you've both been involved in, obviously, in uh, public access television shows. Is that where you actually met? It was around that time that we met that uh, I was doing a public access show. And it was around the time of the start of Gorgeous George. Footnote. Gorgeous George is a public access show founded by George Yarid in 1994. Brent's own show was The Bunny Hawkins Show, and they both featured Dirt Woman as guests, hence they were in my documentary. And actually, I've been doing that show for a long time, for more than 20 years. I'm basically uh, George's um, right hand. I'm his Ed McMahon. Kevin and I have done a little bit of traveling, and one experience that, that comes to mind is um, back in 2012, I went to New York City and met up with my sister and also met up with Kevin and uh, walked to the Madison Square Garden to see Leonard Cohen. And it was um, a, a great experience. It's a, a great memory. So did Kevin, Kevin I, did Kevin force you to go backstage and get an autograph or a photo? No. You know, uh, <laughs> I think 25,000 people there. Leonard Cohen may be one of the few people that Kevin never got a photo with. Usually a big venue like the Coliseum, Richmond Coliseum or Bath Square Garden or ballparks. It's very hard to be. Of course, of course. The people. Comedy clubs, uh, stage doors at theaters, you know, and I usually don't bother people. If I'm in New York or London and I and I run into people, I usually just say hello to them. And I've never been shy about talking to anybody. Well, that's obvious. There are people just like us. So, Brent, what else you got to tell us about Kevin? Probably our uh, major trip that we took a few years ago is we went to Cuba. Still, when it was a little bit sketchy to go to Cuba, we had a great trip. 
got lots of photographs. And, I guess uh, nobody famous there. Well, you know, everybody's famous in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> we were at a restaurant in Cuba, and the guy kind of winked at me, and he said, I know who you are. And I uh, what's your name? And I said, Kevin. And he said, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, your name is Kevin. Yeah, I know who you are. And and I, to this day, I don't know who he thought I was. It's not beyond possibility that he actually knew the Gorgeous George show. Well, that might be wild yeah, out of Cuba. So, Brett, before we let you go, got another interesting story or something about Kevin that people may not know? Or uh, I was going to mention the fact that um, a few years ago, um, Kevin's dad got a um, Medal of Honor from um, from the Army. He got the Bronze Star in uh, in World War II. He's still around. He's that he's downstairs actually. He's ninety six years old. Wasn't didn't he have something to do with James Lipton at some point? My dad was uh, when he was living when he, he's from New York. But in the nineteen fifties, he was uh, he he was at a fencing. He was a he was a, f- a fencing participant. Then he went to a fencing school, and there was a guy. Uh, it turned out to be James Lipton. Footnote. James Lipton was best known as the host of Inside the Actor's Studio, which ran for 24 years. And my dad would watch the show and he, he goes, I knew that guy was familiar, familiar to me. That's wild. That's crazy. crazy. I saw Kevin last night and I, I managed to keep him from knowing that I was going to crash his uh, podcast. Great. Good for you. Well, thank, thank you for you. doing that, Brent. Don't miss him in the movie Dirt Woman, uh, directed by a very good friend of mine. Right. It's... It, <laughs> And he makes a couple appearances in there, yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's it's great. To, I mean, I haven't actually talked to you probably since we uh, since we did that in 2018. So it's good to catch up. I thought you did a remarkable job. Well, thank you. Thank you. I had a lot of fun with it. Thank you, Brent. Thanks for coming by. See you later. I've, obviously, you sent me pictures of a bunch of people, and I know you have dozens of people on your website. What are some of the most impressive people that you got because it was an unusual get or because they were in an unusual place or you in an unusual place? What was something that people might find interesting? Uh, let's see. I was... Um, you were in Finland. I run. I go to Finland. I'm on a cruise ship, and I run into Marty Allen. Footnote. Marty Allen was a popular comic in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And I see him. And he looks back at me and we both smile. And then I had to walk up to him and start talking to him because uh, I, I was so excited because I see this guy in my, my youth. We used the same hairstyle. Oh, wow. <laughs> Marty <laughs> Allen, bushy hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what about some of the others? There were people that uh, uh, actually the most ex- exciting. Uh, I, I met people that uh, are uh, like a Rosemary Clooney and uh, Helen Reddy and Pat Cooper, the comedian. These were people that someone said, don't talk to these people. They, they don't like their fans. They're not going to be nicer. <laughs> and then I met them and they were very nice to me. Oh, good, good. Some of these people you've met along the way, is there anybody that you stayed in touch with after meeting them? I've met a few of them a couple of times, like uh, like Jackie, the late the comedian uh, just died, uh, Jackie Mason. I've met, uh, I think, Ricky Skaggs, the country singer. A lot of country singers and comedians are pretty good to their fans. Uh, jazz performers are very good to their fans. I had a friend in college, I went to college with, he was with the Dave Matthews band, Boyd Tinsley, but you don't hear so much about him anymore. I think he was involved in a scandal. And then when he left the Dave Matthews, they used to be my favorite band. And when he left the Dave Matthews band, I, I don't apologize for my friends, but I I have to say, well, they're not my favorite band anymore. There you go. <laughs> but the only friend I have that is a celebrity is Mary Badham. Footnote. Mary Badham was best known for playing Scout in the film To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, I was in a uh, uh, in a play. I'm an actor. T- 
too. And I, I now do a lot of theater work with Phantom Players in Chester and Chesterfield and Hopewell. And we did To Kill a Mockingbird, and she appeared in it as a as a uh, as the narrator, the old Scott oh, uh, Scout, and the, a little girl playing the young Scout. And I played Atticus Finch. Wow. And, you know, she would tell me stories about old Hollywood. When I say old Hollywood in the 1960s. And recently we went to uh, my uh, group of, of our uh, that were in that show, went to uh, Washington to, to uh, the, the Kennedy Center to see The Kill a Mockingbird. And she she has a she's actually come back to acting and she plays the, the mean uh, neighbor. And uh, Richard Thomas, John Boy from the Waltons, plays sure. Atticus Finch. This shows you my luck. We go. We all go to a restaurant right after it, and he is him and his family is at the next table. There you go. I introduced uh, uh, Richard Thomas to uh, my group and everything, and I told Richard Thomas, who was very nice there, and uh, we are in a rarefied group of actors who have played Atticus Finch with Mary in the cast. There's you, me, and Gregory Peck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm in that deluxe group. Yeah, yes. really. That's pretty crazy. So you mentioned earlier some of the hints. What are some of the best ways to try to get to somebody to get an autograph or to get a photograph? Try to look your best. Don't look like a slob. And uh, and you know and and be polite and think of it as like a job interview or you know or or a first date with somebody. You know, that's uh, like, <laughs> you, want, you want to put your best. You know, smile. Be uh, approachable. I was in New York with a friend of mine, and uh, I just happened to uh, uh, go into a uh, store just as Dr. John, the jazz guy, was coming out. Footnote. Dr. John was a singer-songwriter known for his New Orleans roots and his most popular song, Right Place, Wrong Time. He was all dressed in, in the robe and, right, and right. the big hat and everything. And I said, hey, how you doing, Dr. John? I shook his hand and went in. And, and then my friend said, uh, oh, I thought that was some homeless guy you befriended. <laughs> <laughs> Have there been some other times when you just happened to be someplace and run into somebody like that? Oh, I was in line at a uh, show in New York, a Broadway show, uh, and I ran into Jerry Hall. Footnote. Jerry Hall started her career as a model and went on to act. She was notably paired with Mick Jagger before marrying Rupert Murdoch in 2016. And then I said, wait a minute, if Jerry Hall is here, and then I turned to the right and there was Rupert Murdoch. Oh. <laughs> and I introduced myself to Rupert Murdoch. I'm not a huge fan of Fox News, and yet I have something a lot of people uh, that love Fox News don't have, and I actually met Rupert Murdoch. What do you do for a living? How do you afford all this? I cut corners everywhere. I I I I I uh I worked at insurance for 20 years and made a lot of money there. So I okay. uh, and then I work here and there uh since then. So, you know, obviously a lot of movies come to town. Do you ever uh try to get on the sets either to meet people or just to work? To work actually. I if you're an extra wearing a costume and everything, then you're you're in ensconced there. You you're there and uh and you know, just so last year I was in Dope Sick. Last year I was in Swagger. First thing I ever did was the murder of Mary Fagan. That was the first made-for-TV movie in Richmond. I remember that. Yes, yes. I'm assuming you were professional and tasteful enough not to go up to any of those stars when you were on a set as an extra and say, hey, can I get a photo? You, you, it depends. It's uh, <laughs> end of the day. They, they, you know, what are they going to do, fire you at the, when everyone go, has to go home and, and everyone's walking, <laughs> you know, you, usually you make your move, you know. So have you done that? What was, what was a move like that you had to make to connect with somebody who was here? I met Jack Lemon that way. And, and you just go up I, to him and say, I, hey, Mr. Lemon? Yeah, 
out Sydney Poitier. I didn't get a chance to meet uh, Richard Gere and uh, Bruce Willis on the Jackal, but I did get a chance to see uh, to meet Sydney uh, Poitier. And if you actually stop frame it, you know, you do this uh, on movies. You stop frame it when you know you're in it and try to find yourself in it. And uh, and and there's like one shot of me in the same shot with uh, Sydney Poitier. I was in I was in Chicago on a train ride. And there was a like six hour layover in Chicago. And so I started walking around Chicago and I came into a movie set and it was for Backdraft. Footnote. Backdraft was a 1991 movie about firefighters starring Kurt Russell and directed by Ron Howard. And they said, do you want to be in Backdraft? And so uh, it was a parade scene at the end of the movie. And I saw Robert De Niro, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him. He was he had a part in there. And uh, Kurt Russell, I didn't see any of those guys. And then uh, I did get a chance when that part of the filming was over to meet uh, Ron Howard, the director of Backdraft, who was a bigger star than any of them. Because he uh, everyone remembers him from uh, Happy Days. Andy yeah. Griffith Show and, and yeah. Happy Days. Oh, my Facebook page is for everybody. You can just go and look at it. Uh, and and so I want people to, uh, to you know, to enjoy the pictures. I think of it as like my fan club or my publicity machine. I will include a link to your Facebook page also, so you'll have that. So, I mean, a lot of these people are obviously are from old school. Yes. In fact, some people complain, all you know is the old school people. Well, that's who I want them to see, you know? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see the, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with uh, everyone on Netflix, everyone on Hulu, everyone on Apple sure. TV. I and even in the, I, I barely could keep up on the networks and on and on uh, what I can check out on YouTube and also what uh, at a movie theater. So I uh, so uh, so I, a lot of people. I, I used to be I knew every celebrity or who they were. Now uh, if someone walked by me in New York, they could have been the star of a television series. I wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah, the population. <laughs> That's why shit. I don't like read people anymore. People Magazine, or I actually had to cancel my subscription to Vanity Fair and a few others, not because the magazines were were lacking. It was just the celebrities they write about now. I, you know, I, I've already, I already read all about the ones I wanted to yeah, read about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so when you do have some time to sit around, what are you watching? Oh, what, what I, uh, well. Uh, I tend to watch a lot of comedy shows and I try to, I try to keep up with shows like you mentioned succession. I, I, uh, you know, when that, uh, but I usually uh, kind of late to the game, a lot of these shows, um, are more, uh, this, uh, uh, oh, the, uh, better call Saul and, right. and, uh, and, uh, the Sopranos in the day. I mean, those, I really like those long, uh, you know, when you think about it, Sopranos, it's like a 75-hour movie that you could right. almost turn off at any point and just come back to where, where he picks up to keep going. Right, right, and I, right. I kind of like that idea for a show. What's weird is, is that your musical taste might change, or even your TV taste might change. But comedy is comedy is comedy. And usually comedians, whether they're old school comedians like uh, like uh, George Burns or something, or the new ones uh, these days, like uh, Sebastian Metascalco or something, they're still, I mean, funny is funny. And they go, right, they, right. you know, if you, if, you have a, if you have an open mind, it's good. <laughs> right, right. Well, Kevin, this has been fascinating. It's great to hear more about your stories and some of those people. And, you know, there's so many pictures on the pages. Some of them I recognize, some of them I'm like, who the hell is that? But uh, it's fascinating to hear about oh, it. Oh, let me tell you something. 
I get in a lot of trouble when uh, I told you about birthday pictures, where there's a birthday picture with somebody. Right. They'll see a like a, like a, a, a big girl, and they say, "Is that is that you and Roseanne Barr?" <laughs> or they'll say, "I think these are insulting things." Or they'll see me with with a, or is that is that is, they'll see me with a with a guy, uh, you know, and, and they'll say, "Is that is that you and uh, John Goodman or something?" I said, "Oh no, that's that's a friend of mine." And please don't insult them. <laughs> Yeah, right. Those, right, right. those comments I always have to delete yeah, because yeah. I don't want my friends to. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you got that energy that just seems to never <laughs> end, so Kevin. And I want to thank you again for uh, being a part of the show. And I'm sure we'll run into each other when we least expect it. Say oh, I, 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 every time I see you, it's a good time. Good deal. Good time, this too. Thank you very much, Kevin. That was Kevin Kravitz, who spent his life gathering photos and autographs from all manner of famous people. On the TV Jerry webpage, I'll have a link to his Facebook page with lots of photos and his YouTube channel with all manner of videos. Coming soon in theaters. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verses. This is a follow-up to the popular first animated version of the Marvel character. The Boogeyman, based on the Stephen King story and directed by Rob Savage. Sanctuary, a relationship between a man and his dominatrix, gets complex when he tries to end it. TV and streaming. Vortex on Netflix. This French series features a cop who can communicate with his wife before her death, thanks to a time warp. Reality on Max, the 2019 play This Is A Room is created for the screen about an FBI interrogation. Stars on Mars on Fox. This wacky reality series puts celebrities on a fictional version of the Red Planet, basically Big Brother in outer space. William Shatner hosts. Little Richard, the king of rock and roll on PBS. This is the second documentary on the rock and roll legend. I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. Tim Robinson's sketch comedy series returns for season three. You can subscribe to this podcast on all the usual platforms, or you can visit TV Jerry, click on the podcast tab, and there's a link. Next week, I'm breaking my own rule and featuring someone who is not on screens, but she was a popular radio personality and has written a new book. I'm talking about Rita Bentley, who many people know as Betty Bodine. She'll be here next week. This is Jerry Williams. Thanks for listening. For more sister, including literally thousands, thousands of, of reviews, reviews, visit tvjerry.com. That's a wrap.